Hey team, it's Mon, and this is How's Your Head, an extension of the health classes you missed where every week I check in with everyday people and ask that very simple question, how's your head? Together, we'll open up the conversation, break down the stigma, and inspire you to check in with the people that you care about. Let's go. Quick disclaimer here, no one in these episodes is a mental health professional. If you are struggling with your mental health, please contact Lifeline on 131114 today or seek help from your local GP or other mental health professional. Look after yourselves. Hello everyone and welcome back to another How's Your Head episode. Once again, we're getting straight into it today. Today I have another producey team member. Uh, I'm dragging them all in one by one. I think I'm eventually going to have absolutely everyone who is in this office on this podcast. Zach, I wrote in my notes, you are the dot, dot, dot at producing because I actually, like, I know your partnership sponsoring stuff. Yeah. I don't think even I know the uh, the full answer to that. But The actual title? Yeah. I think it's, it's going to be director of partnerships. Director of partnerships. Yeah. I love that. Fancy. Yeah. Fancy. Good. So, Zach. You are the Director of Partnerships here at Producey, at the studio that I use. I don't know if I've actually ever said that to the listeners, that Producey is actually where I am when I'm recording these. Um, so very, very exciting to have you in. You're also the number one Ultimate Frisbee champion player for Australia of all time ever. So That's not true. Uh, <laughs> and it, this gets a run in every episode that I've been a part of at Producey. It's good. It's a very cool fun fact. And I have said this to you before, but... Obviously, as a high school teacher, I play lots of sports at school with the kids. They love Ultimate Frisbee. Like, it's such a – it's up there. Like, I, I have never really thought of it in that way, but it's a cool guy sport, so you should flex that a little bit more often, I reckon. Yeah, I think I've come to embrace it a bit more than what I did when I was younger. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like when I was, like, in the paper at, like, school or whatever – uh, it was kind of embarrassing, um, but yeah. We <laughs> well, embraced, no one knew about it. Yeah, I think. so we embraced the elite side to it a little bit more. Than Absolutely, what I had you should. Previously. You're also uh, way better than Darcy at table tennis. Let's just throw that out there early. Appreciate um, that. Yeah. Cool. Um, I also like he's a great player, by the way. So just don't take any credit away from him. But yeah, yeah. I think you've I'm, been a bit too nice. Though. Yeah, I think I'm winning head to head. So yeah, cool. Take it. Good to know. <laughs> All right, Zach, how's your head? My head's good. Uh, like as you would know, like. Well, we can get into it in a sec, but yeah. I do quite a lot of things uh, work-wise and outside of work. So for me, I've been able to structure my weeks now in a way that I have more time for, for me and to do things that I want to do. So yeah. my head's in a good spot at the moment. Um, asked me a month ago, it's probably a bit frazzled. Uh, yeah. I'm probably trying to do too much and starting to burn out, but right now it's good. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say uh, doing a few things is a bit of an understatement, I think. <laughs> um Obviously, we haven't known each other for that long, but I've had a few really good chats to you about what you do and how busy you are. And so you've got Producey now that you're at full time, which is here. You are going to open a Hunky Dory franchise in Epping, is uh, it? So I'm working at Epping, you're so I'm managing the store yeah. on the weekends and then yeah. uh, going to open up one in Werribee. Yes, so opening yeah. up one in Werribee. So make sure everyone, if you uh, ever want to get some <laughs> Hunky Dory from Werribee when that's open, go down there. And you had another job before you were full-time at Producey, which happened pretty recently. So you were going on three jobs. Yeah. Which and is huge. It's massive. And Producey's yeah. growing so quickly as well. 
so a lot of stuff that we're doing it just was starting to just snowball. So yeah. which is exciting, but also I was just putting a lot of lot of pressure on. So I had to make some some moves and move some things around and yeah, the guys brought me in full time, which is cool. Yeah. So and not only well, three jobs, two jobs now, but you also have a partner. So it's like you've got you've got lots on. It's not like you're just going home by yourself and no one to see. There's also priorities, of course, with family and, and your relationship and everything else that you've got to get going. So I'm assuming, like you said, a uh, bit easier for you now with just the two. Yeah, the balance is is never always great. Yeah. Um, that's probably something that i got to get better at, particularly with my partner. Yeah. Yeah, because like, that's one of the things that I'm conscious of now. Like, um, you know, she'll say something every now and then and it's kind of like, all right, it's, you know, been mentioned a couple of times. Maybe I should start to think about that and think about how I can be better at doing those things, particularly just spending time. It doesn't have to be much and she doesn't, you know, want much for me. It's just to spend yeah. that quality time. And yeah, I've got to be more conscious of that when I'm yeah. saying yes to things to, to do work and, and whatnot as well. So I'm yeah. getting better, but I've got a long way to go. No, that's yeah. good. And you know what? You're aware of it. That's the first step, I guess. <laughs> so making sure you're aware of it. Um, but you sound like a bit of a workaholic. Would you say that you're a bit of a workaholic? Uh, yes. I, I wouldn't. Look, workaholic's probably a bit harsh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> My partner would say yes that I am, but yeah. I, I'm doing it for the, I feel the right reasons. Okay, yeah. It's not setting just yourself up and... for the sake of doing it. Like I'm, yeah. I'm not just trying to work like, you know, ten dollars an hour, trying to just like slave away getting money. I'm trying to set up a, a life that hopefully for us and you know our future family and my family's family that yeah is something that we can be proud of and I can, we can enjoy. And I'm not you know having to retire at seventy and wondering what you know what here for. Just yep. having a crack and just keep having a crack and see how we go. <laughs> You're very motivated. And I think you should be proud of that now as well. You know, you should be proud of the life that you're living now too, because evidently you're a very, very hard worker and that's something everyone should aspire to have, I think. So good job. No, I appreciate that. No, yeah. you're also a very hard worker. Uh, <laughs> thank got, you. Yeah. Thanks. Sometimes, sometimes. <laughs> we'll see. So uh, in terms of balancing your time and things like that, you mentioned, how do you look after your mental health? through all this you know you're so busy do you ever set aside time for your mental health do you find that there's just things you do every day that naturally help you how do you mm. go with that yeah i feel like it, it can be very reactive sometimes yeah so as i was saying before like starting to feel that that burnout <laughs> burning the both counts at both ends and yeah i think for me there's a few like key things that i know just i just have to to do one is is get a good. It's just super basic, but just, no, but that's alright. Just get it's a good, good. night. Get a good night's sleep. Yeah, I'm very strict on my sleep. Um, and then uh, running is something, and gym. Uh, I rarely miss those two things. And then it's actually just um, even diet. I'm not great with my eating diet, but alcohol and going out, I've just had to like dial that back. Like, yeah, um, I could do it if I wasn't trying to do so much other stuff. But I tried to do it all, and it just it just doesn't just doesn't work. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You end up super tired, or then you start lacking in other areas that you want to, you know, perform in, and it's you just got to make that that choice. You go, right, if I want to do this, I can't do that. Yeah. Um, so it's just about prioritizing those things. Yeah. I was going to say really prioritizing it, making those kind of more important things, those non-negotiables for you. Yeah. How many hours of sleep do you get? No, like full, like full hours. Like full I, hours, I like sleep like seven eight, to nine or whatever it is. Yeah, like eight nine hours. Yeah. Good. Yeah, that's awesome. I would expect less, being that you're so busy. But that's good. Yeah. No, like I said, <laughs> I prioritize it a lot. Like I yep. notice it, like a massive difference. Like between if I go to bed at eleven versus nine thirty or ten o'clock. Yeah. I notice a massive difference in not only how I wake up or but even just my my attitude or 
I, I don't feel like I'm ever like super grumpy or anything, but I can just feel like I get irritated a bit more easily. Yeah. So it's just like those little telltale signs. You go, hey, actually, you got to make sure you're looking after you yourself. Sort it out. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you reckon your the way you deal with your mental health at work is different to your personal life? Uh, yes, I do. Uh, I feel like with work. I'm able to just speak through my, my work, like the results speak for themselves type yep. thing. And you're able to, you know, have conversations with people every day. Whereas I feel like I'm not, I'm not great at communicating uh, in my personal life and my partner will attest to that. Like yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not super good at that. I try and work on it myself. That's just something that I've always done, like from early childhood through to, to now, it's just always kind of internalized things and mm. I think it's quite common for males in general, yeah. to be honest. But yeah, I, I think I just try and work through it in my own head and yep. it's got me to this point. So I keep doing that. Whereas, yeah, sometimes I think you have to be able to you know, open those walls a bit and, and yep. speak to the, the people that you love about stuff and yeah. Let people in a bit. Yeah. I, yeah, I totally get that, especially um from the male side of things. I think um, you saying that, I instantly thought of my partner. He's very similar to you. And we've also had to have conversations like, you get to a point you've got to let people in a bit more, right? Like it's yeah. just a part of life, especially when you do have someone that, you know, you're planning to spend the rest of your life with and build this whole <laughs> thing with like you are doing. You, you know, you have to have that open communication, hey? Yeah, it's like it's a weird – it feels like a weird tick, you know, like okay, in yep. your head like you can feel yourself getting frustrated when you know you want to or talk about things and you're kind of like, no, nah, but I can I can just do it myself. It's, it's fine. Yeah. Whereas I feel like – when that that feeling comes of that frustration, I'll start just like having like an awkward laugh or like something and it's kind of like just trying to bring it back to humour or comedy, yeah. but it's kind of like a self-defence like mechanism. Like not getting too deep into it, like keep it really surface level almost. Yeah. And yeah. then like to be completely honest, I was just having a chat last night with my partner about it. Like we're just talking about it because we're talking about the, like these questions and um, yeah. she's like, you have to, you know, have to learn to, you know, talk about these things and, um, yeah, like we, we, for us like personally, mm. um, it's an interesting time for us because not many people in our close circle outside of our friends and family know, but yeah. we were actually due to have a, like a baby in a few days. Yeah. And um, yeah, unfortunately we, we lost that. I'm oh, um, really sorry. Yeah. But those types of things, A, they made us a lot stronger as a couple, but I've also, again, I've internalized how I'm feeling about these things and it can come across as like not caring or showing or understanding. Yeah, being a little <laughs> um, bit distant about it, maybe. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, and then it's like, do you care? It's like, of course I care. Like, mm. you know, um, so it's just things like that where I need to get better at, yeah, speaking to her about those types of things. And yeah, but I think that's just the, as I was saying to her, it's part of the journey that I'm on as well. Like, I'm still learning how to communicate that stuff. Like, yeah, you know, work for me is super easy to communicate this type of stuff, whereas, you know, having those talks about feelings or like the caring side of things is like you've had it switched off from such a young age like you're told not to cry like particularly mm. when we were younger that was Gen a very big thing yeah, yeah like i used to get like teased for crying it's yeah. kind of like i was a sensitive kid and you get teased for crying and then it's like oh i gotta nip that in the butt and then one mm. day you just stop and then you're like that's how it has to be yeah which is not necessarily true it's sad. just it's very sad yeah and so it's kind of like you end up being cold yeah but you're not cold you're still feeling the same things you're still thinking the same thoughts it's just not out it's the, just not out outside, out in the yeah. world yeah so though yeah. i think that's probably you know in a roundabout way that's yeah how i'd answer that one well i feel like as you were saying that in terms of 
easy communication at work compared to not as easy personally with your feelings and your emotions. I think sometimes we forget that you communicating at work is a skill that you've learned, but maybe the communication of your feelings and your thoughts and your emotions, that's not a skill that you've learned. And it is something that we all need, right? That emotional regulation, even being able to identify your emotions to then be able to express them that's a skill. Like it doesn't have to come naturally or it doesn't for a lot of people, especially in the case of you're not allowed to cry. You're not allowed to, you know, you have to be tough. You have to brush it off. You're all right, blah, blah, blah. It does stop you from developing that and learning that. So I think it's really good, again, that you're aware of it, that you're able to have those conversations with your partner. And it's something that you can improve on, you know, we can all improve on it, I yeah. think. Yeah, I've got to give her credit for that, to be yeah. honest, because, like, she's the one that's tapping me on the shoulder and saying, hey, come on, like, yeah, you know, talk to me. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. two of us here, you know. Um, so i got to give her a lot of credit for that, and I think that's where we balance each other out really well. There's other aspects where I'm able to, I guess, take a different approach than what she might take, and she can see it from my point of view. Yeah. That helps her in maybe her work life or yeah. personal life, and um, I feel like there's that balance that, that – that I need. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm happy to, to have that tap on the shoulder. Uh, I feel like I'm pretty self-aware for most things. Yeah. So, but just to have that extra, like, Hey, come on, is actually also, yeah, nice. Yeah. Really good. Really good to have open communication, especially in relationships. That's yeah. So key. And it sounds like you guys are a really good team. So yeah, no, yeah. we're looking forward to a, a long, healthy, loving future. So yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, amazing. So, We have spoken a little bit. You've helped me actually a lot um, with the podcast and I have a million questions for you sometimes and you're just there willing to answer them all the time. So first of all, thank you so much for that because you are a massive help to me and obviously everyone, um, you know, here at Producey and I'm sure outside of that as well, um, you're very, very knowledgeable and, you know, you explain things so well. Sometimes I'm like, geez, I should take a few notes from your book when I'm teaching, (laughs) I think. Um, But can you just talk to me a little bit bit about how you got to where you are now, how you got to, you know, being this business guy. And I know you went to Cedar College, which that's a sport college, right? So it's kind of different to how you started out. How did you get here? (laughs) The most unorthodox way possible is the the answer to that. (laughs) Uh, I've always thought a bit differently and I've been – Probably like a, 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 I feel like I was in with like the sport guys and all that kind of stuff at school, but I was also a bit of a loner. Like yeah. I was in them because of my talent or abilities, but I was never in them, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Like, so, kind of on the outskirts there. Yeah. And I think for me, I've always been quite unique in how I think and want to learn. And uh, I just knew from like a, I say early age, year nine, year 10, that I just didn't learn well off a whiteboard. Yeah. Like I was a, you know, B, C student never an issue for teachers that they love me but I just knew that I wasn't getting the most out of myself at at a younger age and that's crazy that you were aware of that that young that's really kind of funny like uh, it's probably born out of frustration so in year 10 I had this maths teacher um Mr Hodges Mr Hodges (laughs) shout out to Mr Hodges (laughs) actually means quite well but at the time it stuck with me so obviously maybe that's the lesson he was trying to teach me yeah but I failed a math test, essentially he said, you want to stock shelves as supermarket for the rest of your life? Not that there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. But that got me really like annoyed. I was frustrated by that. Yeah. Um, I was like, that's not what's going to happen. No, failing one math test doesn't mean you're going to, what, like he was saying in, in air quotes, fail 
at life. Like yeah. that's not. <laughs> I think that was just his way of trying to motivate. I'm not sure. But anyway, it worked. to be honest, it did work. Yeah. Uh, so I'm still thinking about it to this day. And yeah. Wow. It, it has that lingering effect. Um, but yeah, so that's how that uh, kind of started. I wanted to change schools. Mum was half in, half out. And I found Cedar. I was like, I can still go to uni if I want to. The pathway's there. Uh, but how, um, like, does it work? And she had a look at the program. We went to it. And she's like, all right, cool. We'll give it a crack. Loved it. So it was purely practical. Like, yeah. for me, the work experience side of things, like the part of the program was actually going out and having work experience. The first year I was doing tennis coaching. I love te- I've always loved teaching. So that's probably why yes. when I'm educating or like, you're good at it yeah and (laughs) i've worked in a childcare center before as well and always different things so if i wasn't doing what i'm doing i'd probably be a teacher of some sort yeah um, anyway so yeah i love educating and helping people so that's probably the foremost thing that i developed at those levels Uh, we did school clinics and whatever Uh, but yeah so from there um i finished cedar and then got into uni Moved to Melbourne from Gippsland yes yeah shout out (laughs) (laughs) second one yeah to trogan uh Great, great town to be honest to grow up in. Um, yeah. You know, as every country town has its own issues, but it was a pretty good environment to grow up in. Uh, so from there, went to to Melbourne, stayed with my godfather for six months while I readjusted because I knew no one. Yeah, <laughs> in, wow, in Melbourne. massive. And then moved on to campus at, at La Trobe Uni. So yeah, from there I was at uni again. Had the same issue though. I just wasn't gelling with learning the way that unis were teaching. Particularly, I was doing business and marketing, and I was yeah. like teaching about traditional advertising and I can see that we're doing digital stuff and it just didn't feel right. Yeah, didn't make sense to you at the time. Yeah, and then yeah. Um, my step-uncle, weird association, but my stepdad's yeah. stepbrother, uh, was working for Tribe, so influencer marketing company in Melbourne owned by Jules Lund, like phenomenal company. Huge, yeah. And I interned there. So I got an internship um, and I was doing that whilst working at the childcare centre. Yes, um, And then uh, from there, I interned for nine months. This was pretty much unpaid it was $50 a day oh wow yeah yeah so it was like that real real hard grind yeah. for a and it's normally three months typically but yeah they kept um, you on well they did but also um I just love learning so mm. I was still learning so much and I was like this is really exciting I can see where it's going and, and shaping and moving um it was a very motivating workplace to be in um the founder himself amazing presenter like he's been likened to like Steve Jobs yeah wow so I learned a lot off him and Huge. I did a lot of presenting and stuff through that um, and then that's kind of just set up, I guess, my career to date. Like yeah. once I moved out of that nine-month internship, I say nine months, they offered me a full-time role after saying there was nothing for me. I just kept sticking at it and wanting to, to keep you know moving in and, and doing things. But through that, I learned everything about the business that I ended up becoming indispensable. Yeah. And it just served me so well for everything that I'm doing today. So I take, was just taking bits from everything and then – from there, um, I moved up the ranks in the company and was then invited to go to New York and, and work wow. in New York. But COVID hit. Oh, no. <laughs> and I didn't finish amazing, uni. Amazing, though. So yeah. that actually made it difficult for the visa. Um, yeah. And I would have to have gone into like a green card ballot and that could have taken 12 months. And um, something that I do quite frequently is just reassess and – at this point, it was like, can I stay in this role doing the same thing for 12 months? Would I be happy with that? And the answer was no. Okay, yeah. Um, and then I had an opportunity to join a, a podcast company in Melbourne um, and now representing one of the 
the world's largest podcast publishers. Yeah, cool. And that's kind of how it's flowed into this. So I met Dill through that and then, yeah, been, yeah, been a producer. The Hunky Dory stuff is kind of a random one. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you've got Hospo just kind of tacked on the side there. Like, yeah, I just decide to do that too. <laughs> yeah. so like, I mean, it's still business though, isn't it? If you're opening your own franchise eventually and that's all happening and you learn, like, same thing, right? Like there's such a pattern here with you where you put yourself in these situations and in these workplaces so you can learn. Same thing with Hunky Dory. You're a manager now so that you can then go do that for yeah. yourself and the importance of those life skills and those practical skills and all of that is so good yeah so, so for me it's good. like it's um it's important to take opportunity yeah and, and not i think a lot of people they get opportunities but they don't know their opportunities because mm. like for example there was no guarantee of me ever owning the franchise yeah the the, the start was his introduction to the guy owning the current store he's going to open up another store eventually however it needs to see if it's going to work. I started like wiping the tables. Like yeah. I literally went back. It's like mailroom. Like yeah. you, you have to learn to to do like all those different things in order to get to that point. And I think I've been understand that from an earlier age. Is that sometimes it does require that sacrifice with no guarantee of return. Yeah. Um, which is what I've done with Dill and that as well. Like I literally just helped them on the side for for nothing really. Yeah. Just because I wanted to just help them out. Like, and that's kind of same with you. Like. I'm just like helping people. Yeah. So, it's, yeah, it's very, yeah. very generous. And also like what an inspiring story. I love talking kind of similar to Darcy's story as well with the went to uni, wasn't really it. You learn these incredible jobs and you get these incredible opportunities regardless because I think there is still a little bit of that stigma that you need the tertiary education, you need this, you need that. But how much have you been able to learn just by being in the environment that you're interested in? Like that's – Yeah, correct. Yeah. Unless you like you're a – a, a doctor or something yeah. that requires you to, to actually have to have the tertiary qualification. I'm not saying that you don't have to do it. Like, I think it's a great environment. Like I've met some great people. I've got some lifelong friends from there yeah. as well. Um, but yeah, I would just say that make sure it's, yeah, it's right for you. And if it's not, you don't have to do it just for the sake of doing it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So like yeah. I'm talking to my sister and my little brother now, like my younger brother, he's at uni, but my younger sister, probably won't get well not get there she doesn't want to do it yeah it's like that's okay like yeah uh, it's good to be a role model an example of both is like you can do it or you don't have to do it but you can still yeah end up where you want to end up i think it's like both are important i mean of course tertiary education is wonderful and i'm yeah i'm not trying to say don't go to uni (laughs) but it is so good to know that the options are almost endless there are so many other things that you can do and so many other pathways that you can take and there isn't just this straight line from primary school to high school to uni to work like you can be doing this over and over again like you in you know the role of marketing and partnerships and doing what you do now but also you've got hunky dory where you've started down at the bottom again essentially yeah i would say at the bottom but you know as like the baseline worker to work your way up and you can't start from the top in a lot of instances, can you? Until no. you've got that experience anyway. So I think it's awesome. Yeah. So I, th- I think that's the other thing is that don't be scared of going back to go forward. Yeah. And, and it's actually never going backwards, to be honest. Because as I said, I've taken a, a bit of everything that I've done like to every, each new place and you're able to do that with anything. Like as long as you know that they're the lessons that you're learning, Yeah. you can take them and keep using them and keep using them. So you're never actually going backwards. Like I have this conversation all the time with my partner. It's like, yeah. if you wanted to change careers... You know how you've got so many transferable skills that you can actually – companies will be thriving to have you involved in their business because you've got these skills. Yeah. So, Which is so important yeah. to remember, isn't it? You're not necessarily stuck in the same 
thing forever either. <laughs> no. Which is awesome. And but we think we are, don't we? Yeah. yeah. But I think that is coming back to that you, people don't recognize opportunity sometimes maybe or don't take them. Maybe they're a little bit too scared to take them, which I totally get that because when this all started happening, I was definitely like, oh, my God, can I can I do this? Um, and then you come in, you've got people who are so generous with their time and actually want to help you and, you know, you yeah. and Dylan, Adam and Dars and everyone here is just so lovely and so welcoming and it's just it's a really cool environment to be in i think it is it's a a very productive environment it's a very warming environment yeah lots Uh, of fun lots of table tennis lots of table tennis (laughs) we get get work done there is work there is work. (laughs) adam if you're listening (laughs) i'm sure he'll tune (laughs) um so on that i know you spoke about your younger siblings do you have any you've probably given so much just then already but i want to ask just in case any advice for maybe a younger version of you, mm. but anyone maybe who is in the same position, who is a bit younger going through that challenging time of trying to figure out what they want. It's going to be okay. Like it, yeah. no, no matter what, no matter what you do, a lot of the time, time solves the, the, the problem. Like, no, like for example, if we lose a deal, like I mean, sales and partnerships, we're working on like bigger deals all the time. Yeah, Things happen. And these deals that you've been working on for months and months and months, just fall out from underneath you for no particular reason. You just got to just got to move on. Yeah. Um. You can either be be sorry and sore about it, or you can just be positive and say we've actually learned so much from that process of getting to that point. We're going to take that into the next deal. Yeah. And eventually, you just get to this point where it's just so airtight because we're still learning and developing. So, um, th- I think those types of things is like yeah, understanding that there's always a way forward. Yeah. Yeah. I think that would be the best one, and then. For my, my younger self personally, yeah, it would be um, don't don't say yes to people just for the sake of saying yes. It's really good advice because I've yeah. done that a lot. I'm, I'm a people pleaser. Like I, mm-hmm. I like giving a lot, and but it gets to a point where you actually start saying yes too much that you then start affecting other things that are important to you, mm-hmm. and then you take away from those things. So it's like say yes within reason. Yeah. Like so yes, because it's for you, not because it's because someone else, someone else wants you to do correct, something. Correct, yeah. yeah. And I've done that a lot. Yeah. Um, but in saying that, I feel like now I say yes and I know it's going to he- help me in the direction I want to move towards. Yeah. So, that's so probably you know the it's going to benefit you yeah. in some way in the future if it's a specifically work stuff, I'm assuming as well. Is. Yeah. Uh, I think with personal, yeah, I think it's both, but yeah, yeah mainly cool. work. So you talked a little bit about resilience there, you know, getting with deals and with work and even personal life, pushing through stuff and and taking the learnings from what you've experienced and moving forward. Can you tell me about a time where maybe your resilience was really tested? Uh, Every day is tested, to be completely honest. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But I I feel like there's a few key moments in there. and to be honest, it's it's always happened just before something good's really happened as well. Okay. So moving moving through it and then coming out the other side. Yeah. So for example, I, I was getting so frustrated by interning for nine months, mm. and but I didn't tell anyone I was frustrated by it. I was just accepting it, rocking up, and just just keep chipping away. And then it got to a point where I had a meeting with the the chief revenue officer at the time, and he said, "Mate, what are you doing? You can be doing an account manager job at a radio network or something, and probably." We don't have anything for you. Like, what Like, what are you doing? Yeah, why are you still here? <laughs> I said, I can see something here. Yeah. And I was, I, an extra two months, that's all it took, another two months more, which might sound like a long time. 
But then I got a full-time job out of it. Yeah, wow. And then from there, it just flowed again. And then uh, I guess COVID, if everyone is like a, a big time, mm. I, I didn't handle the first month very well, the, the first couple of lockdowns. I was yeah. living by myself at the time. Oh, uh, yeah. My housemates had moved out. Um, but then we really had this, hard. Yeah. But then the mm. second one, I was like, I can either just be sore and sorry about it and or just go and do something. So like... I made sure that I was doing like, I was doing a ridiculous amount. I've never been as fit or as like, yeah, as yeah. happy with how I looked in uh, ever. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think every time I've gone through that, I've, I always find a way to come out of those situations. Yeah. Which is probably why. Uh, very resilient. It sounds like. <laughs> yeah. It's also probably why sometimes I can come across as like cold or calculated with particularly personal things. Yeah. Okay. Because I've already dealt with it in my head and yeah. moved on from it. Yeah, I can forget pretty quick and just get on with it. Yeah. yeah, which I mean is, of course, a really, really good thing that you're able to to work through stuff. But like we talked about at the start, there are certain situations where you have to learn otherwise and, and sort it through with someone, which I understand is, yeah, it, that's huge. You sound like you have really strong resilience and you're able to really battle through things. And I think that's really great, really yeah. important in both personal life and work life. It's so. tested a lot, but... Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think in the moment you think it's really hard, it's going to break apart, but yeah. yeah, it always works out, I feel, for the most part anyway. And on that, you know, saying that maybe people think you're calculated or cold, I mean, as someone who has only met you pretty recently, I would never have described you as, as cold, I don't think, like you, you're still such a friendly and outgoing person. Yeah, I maybe like that's, more work, that's, that's work versus person. Okay, like, yeah, so like, there you go. So there's two two elements to it there too. Well. I give a lot every day. So yeah. like, you know, I'm, I'm presenting or I'm talking to clients or you always have to be on mm. and that comes at a detriment sometimes when you, when the lights are off and you're, you're you know, you're at home. So yeah, I, I'd say I'm still loving and caring and, and whatnot. But when I say cold, it means like I can just shut things off pretty quickly. Yeah. Because I, I, as I said, I've been on all day. It's just a time just for me just to like, just to switch off completely. Yeah. I totally yeah. get that. Um, I find that on my teaching days when I've had to talk and answer questions for, you know, seven hours <laughs> and there's like a hundred people coming to my office and I'm having to deal with all these students. And I feel that it's sometimes you get almost frustrated once you get home and someone asks you a question or something and I'm like, oh my God, just leave me alone. <laughs> like, Don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. So I, yeah, I get that. It's um sometimes hard to, to balance it out, I guess, making sure you've got enough energy for both. Correct. You're not leaving yeah. it all at the door. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's probably something that I need to work on a bit better. So, because yeah. I do, yeah, give so much everywhere else outside of that. It's like, all right, maybe save a little bit for the people that, that should be needing it as well. Yeah. yeah. On that note, I guess, I know you, you talked about something that's been really difficult that you've gone through recently yeah. with the loss of, of your baby, which I just, I can't imagine, um, you know, how how that went and how you've been feeling with that, especially now coming up to the due date and everything. Yeah. Do you find that you're able to have really clear communication with your mates in terms of checking in with one another when things like this happen? Uh, short answer, no. So okay. with other things, I think I'm the one that instigates the chatting without with mates. Like yep. I'm, I'm always on reaching out, saying, how are you? Let's catch up. But I think it's also because they know I'm busy that they probably don't want to annoy me. Or But that's not the case. Like I'm, I'm, I'll always answer a call from a mate or someone close to me. I'll never yep. like flag it or anything like that. I've got time for everyone close to me but I think it was a tough one because I hadn't actually told a lot of people people yeah um that it was happening 
So for them then to open up and say this has just happened, I just yeah, again probably a self defense mechanism. Yeah. Yeah, having to go through that again. But the the mates that I had told or people that I had shared it with are super supportive. Yeah. And I think good. that's one thing that not a lot of people talk about is you know miscarriages and and those types yeah. of things. It's one of those things that you don't know how many people actually go through them until they say it's yeah. like hold on a second, we should be having this conversation all the time. Like, and particularly from the female perspective, like I know for my partner, it would have been so much nicer for her to know if the people that we, we found out later that, she, that we could have been there for them as well. And yeah, a bit more of a supportive environment around it. Cause otherwise you just don't talk about it. It's like, mm. it's done. Like just, yeah, it's not a very, it's a very interesting one. I think that it should be spoken about more. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely something that I think you get to an age and everyone is kind of not everyone, but most people are starting to, to think about starting a family or, you know, and you hear this all the time where you spend your early twenties or whatever, trying not to get pregnant. And then all of a sudden you're trying to get pregnant and you don't realize all the things that actually do come with that. It's not a click of the finger. No. It's not that you fall pregnant and then you just are. There's all these things that can happen and realistically having a baby and making sure all these things line up, it, it is a miracle. It's it's hard and it's it's not something that can just happen for everyone. So I totally agree that it is a topic that, I mean, it is so deeply personal as well, but like you said, knowing that there may have been other people that you could have turned to straight away maybe or, you know, knowing that you – could have been there for someone else when they were going through it too and and being able to understand more about it I think yeah. is, is really important because it, it's really common and same thing you know you don't know until maybe it happens to you or maybe someone just mentions it around you and yeah you almost wish you could have I guess built that support system already so that not yeah. to be prepared for things like that but just just to be aware of them maybe. yeah because it can be quite isolating I think that's yeah. I think that's the, the probably the worst part about it is that it comes under that, that loneliness category that doesn't get spoken. It's like yeah. you feel like you have to go at it alone and if you're only going through it with one other person being your partner and you both have different variations of how you're dealing with it, it then becomes super isolating. But yeah. I feel like for us it's been like a it's brought us closer together. Like yeah. it was a rough few days and I was so proud of her. Like she was amazing like the whole time. Yeah. Um, even just like talking to her family and stuff like that on the, on the, on those days and my family. And it, it grew me up in a different way, like yeah. outside of work. Personally, that brought us closer together. We had a lot more stronger conversations from that. And we obviously knew we wanted to have a family together. Yeah. So like that was, I guess that was a key takeaway is we knew that there was a, a bigger future yeah. for us. And uh, I guess that's made every other conversation a bit easier. Mm. Yeah. I'm glad to to know that you felt comfortable reaching out to the people that you are close to as well. You know, like, I guess it's hard feeling maybe, did you feel like you, this might be a little bit dramatic in the way that I'm saying it, but you have these experiences and you think no one else has gone through this? Was that kind of? Or yeah, they won't understand or. Yeah. But to be honest, I, I wasn't good at it. So yep. I, I wasn't great at reaching out or talking about it. it okay. if, it, if it came up, it came up. Like, for example, <laughs> that's why I was bad at it. So. At work, for example, mm-hmm. I told my direct report because I didn't want her to th- thinking I was flaking on work or yeah. anything like that. So she was aware, but the guy that hired me, my ste- my step uncle, I hadn't told him yet. All he knew that we, we had some personal stuff. Yeah. And then I called him up and told him, he's like, oh, mate, like, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. That's and huge. so, and then you speak to other people as well. It's like, oh, mate, we had the same thing. I was like, I never knew that. Mm. And to be honest, I'm sorry you had to go through it like, you know, alone. Yeah. You know, 
so yeah i think it's one of those things where we should be better at talking about that one yeah Yeah. and thank you so much for sharing that and thank you to your partner as well because i know of course you have spoken to her about coming on here and doing this as well and i think you're so right it is something that we should talk about a little bit more and make sure that that support is there and available and people do feel like they have people around them that understand and that can be there for them and and you know yeah, it's, it's it's hard, isn't it? It's one of those things. I, I guess kind of what came to my head then is like I feel like a few years ago maybe it was exactly the same with mental health when no one spoke about it and yeah. it was kind of this whole, I don't know if I would say miscarriage is like a taboo subject but it's something that is hidden away a bit just like mental health was. And so hopefully as we keep progressing and, and being more open with these kinds of things that we can get to a point where it's like that. But, yeah, thank you so much for sharing that, I think. Yeah, that was huh. um, that's all right. No, no stress. Share. Yeah, honestly, um, it's just very, very fresh in our yeah. heads because, like, obviously, as I said, like on Monday is like, yeah, and we're speaking about it the last few days, so I think yeah. that's probably why it's so fresh. Has it helped? Do you think being a bit more open about it? Uh, I, I should say yes, but I, to be honest, yeah. I think for me, it's just uh, I've, I've, I try to move past it. I yeah. think this is this is the hard part. Is it's almost become that's uh, that cold part I was talking about. Yeah, I've almost kind of like blocked it out. Mm. It was such a traumatic few days that I've just kind of, I've just tried to block it out. Not healthy at all. Yeah. Um, but I'm aware that that's just what I've done is I've just yeah. blocked it out, pushed it to the side and moved forward with like work or mm. whatnot. And it probably shouldn't be that way. And I think that's probably the stuff that I talk about with my partner is like, that's the stuff that I find hard. Yeah. Is <clears throat> like going beyond that point. Yeah. Yeah. Do you find that you are continually continuously working on that though that's something that you're striving to work for or do you feel like there's you know some strategies still that you that you need to learn i need to learn a lot yeah yeah honestly that's probably the one part like as you mentioned like for me i'm great with like other people and helping and 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 i'll give everything like to help lauren out but when it comes to helping me out yeah i go back to just doing it myself yeah and that's the problem yeah so learning to reach out of it and look like we talked about at the start it's a skill it's a skill to be able to do that and then you know there's always new things to learn as i again say on every single episode i reckon all right very important question song or songs that would get you up and about when you're feeling down so this might explain why I internalize things. Okay. <laughs> or deal th- through things myself. Yeah. Um, I listen to a lot of like love songs or sad songs or stuff okay. like that. And I, I kind of get through things through that. Yeah. So okay. like Ed Sheeran or like um, those types of ones. So you feel your emotions when you're listening to the music. And yeah. And like I, I, I love like yeah. singing to them and stuff. And I really yeah. get in, into the singing of it. And through that, I end up being happy. Well, that's a release, isn't it? Yeah, like that so, is actually a way that you can you can do that. That's yeah. Yeah. So I notice I, when I'm doing that. Yeah. Like belting out a tune. Yeah. Like, There's no better feeling, is there? Sometimes yeah. You just yeah. And you feel like you're nailing it, and then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't record yourself because you listen back and be like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I enjoy that. So anything like acoustic, like singer songwriter yeah. stuff, I love the most listening to. But Ed Sheeran probably the most because like. I feel like you're just in a massive pub gig, even if you go and watch him live. Like you normally, this time it wasn't, but normally it's just him on the stage, yeah, with a loop pedal, just having yeah. a crack. And yeah, I, I just yeah. I Is love there that. any particular song of his, or just Ed Sheeran in general? I'm I'm an artist guy. If I like like the artist, I, I like I listen for all the new releases. Yeah, yeah. 
There's a couple of cool ones. There's um one called Gold Rush, which is not really like heard of. Okay, I was gonna yeah. say I just went and saw Ed Sheeran, and I don't know what Gold Rush. Yeah, is. Yeah, so I got one of his <laughs> earlier albums. Yep. And it's it's got a bit of a nice beat to it, but it's got a, like a like a sad tone to it. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. So yeah, I love that one. All right, we'll yeah. put that on the place. I reckon I'll chuck a couple couple other ones on there. We'll yeah. Sneak a few other Ed Sheeran ones on there too. Um, I love that though. I love that you've like kind of used that as an outlet. Do you reckon there's anything else that you use as, as an outlet for your emotions in that way? Uh, I mean, exercise yeah. and stuff, would you exercise say? Exercise is mainly it. Like mm. I, I've gone through stages where I've done like cold showers or yep. meditation through the apps and stuff like that. And I've always just come back to exercise. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I love doing those things, but just not consistently. Mm. I found that when I just get that base right of diet, sleep, exercise, that's for Feeling me is like the, I'm in prime. And actually spending time with good quality people. Yeah. Coming into the office here and spending time with Darcy and, and Dill and Adam and, and Sam and Sam and, Sam and, Sam, and, yeah. and you and, <laughs> and Jazz and Steph, it's 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 a really uplifting environment. Like I feel like being in those environments where people are upbeat and want to learn and grow and do things helps heaps as well. Yeah. It's yeah. the energy, isn't it? Good yeah. energies here. Good yeah. vibes. It helps heaps. We you love come, it. Come in happy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on and chatting with me. I know I asked you a little while ago and then I was like, oh, I wonder if Zach will still want to come on. And again, like I said, I'm dragging everyone from the office onto this podcast, but I do really, really appreciate you giving up your time. I know you're a busy, busy, a very busy man. Um, so I really, really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Oh, I appreciate you having me. It's been great. Thank no you. worries. Thanks. Hey team, I hope you enjoyed this episode. It would be a huge help for me and the health classes you missed if you could like, follow or subscribe wherever you are listening. And if you want to stay up to date with me, make sure you come and follow me on the health classes you missed on Instagram or THCYM underscore podcast on TikTok. Thanks guys. See you later.